Radio Pulpit, 657 AM. That's our own uh, um, artist and uh, a former presenter, uh, Sister Blaze, there with a beautiful song. It's called, uh, yeah, uh, let's see, let's see. It's just uh, disappeared here. Inzima Lendlela, right here on uh, Radio Puppet, your daily companion. Bring us to exactly nine minutes after six. Good evening and uh, welcome to it. This is Thursday Live with me, Godfrey. And of course, I'd like to take this moment to thank uh, the veteran himself, uh, Johan Els, for the awesome program that he had with you. So, guys, we're experiencing some in, uh, beautiful rains across the country. I don't know whether it's something that, uh, you know, used, used to happen before, whether it's normal to have this kind of rains, etc. And yesterday it was hectic. I mean, the storms around uh, Pretoria. And I know that in most cases, when we're experiencing rains like this, one of the areas that I would say it's a no-go area is... Um, a certain part of Centurion, one of the biggest uh, suburbs in, in Pretoria. So it gets uh, flooded and, uh, yeah, and, and, and stuff like that. But hey, we thank the Almighty that uh, he protected us. At least um, lives were saved and the properties were saved and all that. But I just want to find out from you if these kinds of weather patterns are normal or what. I don't know why, but if you are you know, knowledgeable in that area, please let me know. Uh, whether we should pray about this or we should uh, be able to praise our Heavenly Father for this awesome rains. And I uh, spoke to my mother a couple of days ago, a couple of days ago, and she said to me, you know, it, it rains almost every day in my village. Yes, it's something that I've been praying for, but again, too much of it can become disastrous Angiti. so the farmers know that so we need rain but not too much of it like uh, in uh, in in normal under normal circumstances too much of a thing can become detrimental and can become dangerous to to us so yeah i don't know about you but let's keep on uh, praying Angiti. well it's 11 after six on radio puppet your daily companion and it's that time of uh, the hour and the day and the program where we get to talk Please to oh okay um, we get to talk to Ndade uh, Muruti Silo Helepi right here on Radio Puppet, your daily companion. I'm going to do this again. I'm going to do this again and see if uh, I can get him back uh, on the line right here on Radio Puppet, your daily companion. And as always, we'll be looking at the latest when it comes to uh, COVID-19 statistics. Yes, it's something that we start with. And again, are we winning uh, the battle of COVID-19? I don't know, but I feel like uh, one way or the other we are. We, we are winning. Um, that's me. That's my own um, layman's opinion there. But uh, uh, somebody who's got all the stats before him will be able to give, uh, give, to give us uh, more information with, uh, with re- regards to that. Uh, let's see if I did manage to get hold of him. Uh, Muruti? Muruti, good evening and good evening to the radio listeners. Muruti, this patterns uh, this weather patterns is it something normal or is it something that we should be worried of uh, i know for some of the is not on the on the menu <laughs> <laughs> but please help my curiosity there i'm just curious uh, whether we should be careful we should be worried and pray or we just be saying hallelujah father thanks for this beautiful rains that we are uh, experiencing yeah Maruti, Maruti, you're raising you're raising a uh, a good point um Remember, there are two weather phenomena 
um, that or, or weather systems that uh, the world is actually contending with as the um, global temperatures begin to warm up. One is the El Nino, and the El Nino um, weather effect, we see the El Nino weather effect through things such as drought, um, things such as heat waves and uh, like. So the last couple of years we've, we've had in the Southern Hemisphere, especially here in South Africa, we have seen um, this concept of um, El Nino, the El Nino effect. However, the one that we see now is what is called the El Nina, the El Nina effect. The El Nina effect, um, you know, which in actual fact presents itself as an opposite of the El Nino effect, where you've got adverse weather. Um, both of them result in uh, adverse damages to um, um, agriculture and unpredictable weather patterns. Um, that is that is what um, you know global warming um, or the science of global warming um, has taught us so far. So we should be worried, right? Uh, Muruti, you know, worry alone is a problem because, um, you know, we saw with COP, COP26 that at COP26, um, the world has been um, trying to look at ways in which, um, you know, global governments can commit to um, lower um, emissions and uh, in terms of CO2 emissions globally. Um, where, in actual fact, the idea is to achieve a um, a rather reduced um, increase in, in, in temperature, about 1.2% um, uh, decrease mm. in, uh, in global temperature. Well, I think, Olegani, that's enough. Thank you very much uh, for enlightening us in that area. But let's get to what we are here for, Muruti. Um, the latest uh, stats as far as COVID-19 is concerned, Muruti. What, uh, what, what do they look like so far, Muruti? Uh, are we winning? And uh, did the December holidays have any impact on the numbers? And do these stats suggest that the worst of the pandemic is over? And uh, how does South Africa compare with, P- with PS? Are we going to be seeing more opening up, Muruti? Uh, Muruti, if, if you look at the statistics, let's start with um, you know the data and the numbers um, as recently released by um, the Department of Health. Uh, we've seen um, 4,322 cases um, reported, and um, with these 4,322 uh, 22 numbers, the recovery rate is getting back to where we were when they said, um, you know, the, the third wave was over. Remember, we, we were sitting at just over 96%. We are now at 95% recovery rate. So the, 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 the fourth wave um, is pretty much um, reduced. Remember that at a certain point, housing alone had... Um, huge numbers in the region of over um, 60,000-70,000 active cases. Right now it's less than um, 10,000. The only two provinces with active cases above uh, 10,000 is the Western Cape 
and KZN. And still, we do not see the, um, the, 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 you know, the burden on, on our health, on our health system. As compared to our peers, Maruti, if you look at Europe, if you look at the UK, the US, and uh, uh, you look at uh, Asia, you know, most of them are even going into into a lockdown because South Africa has taken a different approach to manage the pandemic. <clears throat> and we must remember that why South Africa has taken a different approach to the rest of um, its peers in the in the west in the, in the northern hemisphere. Because remember, in Africa, Africa is used to managing um, you know epidemics. Uh, in infectious diseases. So that is why Africa as a whole, as a block, um, has not had as adverse cases um, as we have, what we have seen in, um, in Europe. None of the African countries have gone um, to numbers, daily numbers, over 100,000. We've seen many of these countries, some of them reporting over 200,000 new cases a day. Um, and that is as a result of, from where I'm sitting, what I would call the mismanagement of the pandemic. Because once the pandemic is mismanaged, it begins to run away. Even if the effects and um, the, the, the after effects of uh, this particular uh, variant are not as adverse as the third and second wave, as the Delta in the, in the, in the, in the first wave, you know, um, but the devastation that we see in states such as um, the New South Wales in Australia, with Sydney, with Melbourne, in the state of Victoria, with the UK, because what has happened is that most of these countries um, went full monkey. They decided, you know, throw away the masks, um, it is over, hooray, you know, we're opening up, we're getting everybody back on the streets, and um, it then hit them very hard. Now, as to whether we are about to see further opening up, um, we, we are likely to see some further opening up. However, I think South Africa will be more cautious because there's a lot of unknowns with this particular pandemic. Right now, what we wish for and what we pray for is that the Omicron variant, as it is, must actually become the dominant um, uh, um, strain of the virus because it's the weaker strain. And we are praying that uh, no other strain that is stronger than Omicron comes into into play because if that happens, then we're back to square to square one. So um, we, we will see further easing, um, but I don't think South Africa will go the route of what other countries have gone um, to in Europe, in Australia, in um, the U.S. I mean, if you look at the U.S., the U.S., the uh, health system, in actual fact, was uh, in some of the states, the Texas and uh, California, I mean, the state where uh, the health system was overburdened, and um, you know they, they just could not cope. Um, if you read and look at the uh, uh, accounts of health workers, I mean it was taking a toll and an emotional strain on them. So I think 
for us as South Africa, we, we will begin to see, you know, some easing, but we should not be um, excited and, 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 and hope that the masks will be going. We will have the masks at least for the next two years or so. But, but, but um, looking, looking at maybe Muruti uh, this year, perhaps in a few uh, weeks' time, are we going to see uh, the gathering numbers, uh, you know, being increased and, of course, people being allowed to go to places like uh, the stadia? Um, Ruki, remember that we are in January and uh, we are just about to, um, you know, get, we are into our autumn season and after autumn we get into the winter. And the winter is actually our flu season. Um, the northern hemisphere was heat, um, you know, at, 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 at its, at its um, weakest um, season, which was its own winter season. We do not know what will happen during our winter season. So we, we should actually treat it with caution. The risk is still out there. The risk still remains. Even if there's an opening up in terms of um, gatherings, um, I, I think there will still be limits in terms of the numbers. It will, it will not be a cut branch uh, opening where um, stadiums become full again, daddies become the daddies as we know mm. them, um, and uh, people begin to throw mm. away the mask. But, but at least if uh, maybe a certain number of people are allowed to go to those places, because I believe uh, we cannot be in these restrictions forever, Muruti. And that's not Muruti. good for our economy. I think you can agree with me there. Muruti, I really, I, I really, I really agree. But remember, we just had yesterday 156 deaths, mm. um, and these 156 deaths, these are you know parents mm. um, of of people, these are husbands, these are wives, and the, the the question is always an ethical question, where one says, um, do we open up the economy? to such an extent that we don't care who dies. Mm. Um, you know, like we see in the UK right now. Um, because the UK is taking a stance where it's saying those who die were supposed to die anyway. All and right. that cannot be that cannot be right. The spirit of Ubuntu mm. will still um, be central to how we mm. do things as South Africa. And and I was I was looking at uh, the stats. I don't know whether it's the latest stats that were that are that are that are on the stats SA website. And uh, the number of deaths there, the cause the causes there are uh, the first one, the highest number key tuberculosis. Um, mm. The reason being, if people die of tuberculosis and uh, uh, that means kidney respirator, a kidney visa problem. And if bacteria, uh, COVID-19, things can become worse. If all, all along uh, the, the main, the, bargain, the big number of deaths, they, they came from uh, sicknesses like uh, um, pneumonia, like uh, TB. TB, I think, like a number one day on the list. That means we should uh, continue to be extra careful there. Now, let's go to the economy, Muruti. Let's go to... The next point, so Gzuile, Ruhutile, Muruti, Ka Ishuya, Ya COVID 19. I know you already know it now because we frequent this place a lot on daily basis. Kaspidori, Tarare, Muruti, Edinsang. Yeah, 
Ditsang, <laughs> <laughs> and how has U.S. inflation affected the global stock market so far, Muriti? Are there op- opportunities for buying stocks in uh, in 20? Are there opportunities to buy stocks in 2022? And can just also look at the stock market? Is there any biblical basis for it, Muriti? If so. Uh, we, we saw this year that uh, the U.S. inflation um, jumped 7% um, in, in December from a year ago, which was um, the highest level um, since 1982. So um, what that did, we saw um, global markets reacting, um, you know, to, 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 to the... To the uh, inflation rate that hit um, a 40-year 40 40 high. And the reason why we're using the U.S. inflation as, as a measure is because the U.S. being the, um, the, 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 the biggest economy, the largest economy, or the number one economy, um, followed by China as the second economy, whatever happens in that economy has got an adverse-related effect in other economies that are um, uh, related or based on uh, or denominated on, um, on, 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 on a dollar um, as well. And as a result, we, we, we really realize that as this 7% inflation um, begins to hit when um, the, the Biden administration begins to roll out an economic program that seeks to be helping um, uh, poor people, what happens in the global market on everyone's mind, we begin to realize that um, there's now inflationary pressures, one, on the sectors of the economy, where in a chapter this, this year, one is expecting that due to those pressures that are external pressures, we are going to begin to see um, wage demands that are, you know, uh, above average. And uh, with South Africa, if you look at uh, uh, South Africa, South Africa's inflation is sitting at 5.5% with the U.S. at 7%. And we, we actually the third um, highest among among the peers of um, of the of the of the United States. So what that means, it means the markets, um, you know, took a bow. You know, they tanked a bit. They went further down, and they are now beginning to be on a recovery mode. And they realize that they are in an inflationary environment now. Where is the opportunity? The opportunity for investors is that this is the right time. Because, you know, inflation is like the headwinds. It's like the winds that um, you get, as you say, that slow you down. Once you learn how to navigate those winds, then there's a recovery. And once that recovery, because remember, global economies are still in a recovery mode post-COVID. So the opportunities for investment are plenty. One, for individuals. Secondly, for institutions and more so for the churches. And the problem is that, you know, with the church, the church has not played in that space. Uh, While the church now, because of inflation and the growing number of the poor in the community and in the church, the church now has to minister 
and to reach out to the poor, but they pull from where the church draws its income. It's beginning to shrink. And therefore, what I am actually trying to advocate for is for churches to look at ways in which churches can actually set up investment arms and investment units, not these get-rich-quick schemes, but where churches begin to participate and buy shares on the JSE. Because once this recovery takes place, once we come out of the inflationary environment, everyone that is invested is going to benefit, save the church. And therefore, we need to make sure that the church can participate and be a part of that. And I hope that in the coming weeks, we will begin to unpack this and begin to say, how does the church begin to do that? Can we start a seminar uh, to do seminars this year? Uh, we partner with you. Uh, you know, to, you know, do seminars across the countries. And, of course, uh, uh, we can be glad if we are invited by, you know, the churches uh, themselves. Because I believe that there is a lot that they, uh, the churches need to do and to learn from you. Because this is something that you can just decide to do without a proper uh, teaching and information. And, obviously, you are the right person to can do that, Muruti. Can we do that? Mm-hmm. For those that are listening right now, can they organize a seminar whereby you and I can come. I'll be just there taking notes and I'll refer, refer information and stuff like that. What I'm um, Muruti. Can we do that um, this year? Um, Muruti, if, if that be, um, you know, the call from God to, um, mm. you know, to help churches, we will be willing to help the churches. And in other instances, one may find that it may work best because... Even last year, I've been dealing with a couple of churches. I, I was doing one with a church in um, in Kimberley, in Finch, in, in, in Finch mm-hmm. um, you know, where we, we, we had two uh, online sessions uh, on one of the online platforms, which were really highly attended so that they can be recorded and be kept, and those that are not able to attend, they can always go to the YouTube and watch and listen to mm-hmm. them. And these things are valuable information that I think, as you say, let thy kingdom come. Hmm. Um, yeah. We, we need to make sure that it happens. We, we're going to do that, and uh, we'll do it both ways, virtually, and of course we'll be doing it live. So we'll be doing yes. it on the stage, and again, uh, streaming for those who are, n- are not able to come. Uh, for those who'd like to talk to Muruti uh, about this, uh, get number one priority, uh, the church must be empowered, and hopefully somebody listening uh, from the organizations like uh, your JSE, what we need to invite them and uh, many others who are knowledgeable in their stock markets, investments, and stuff like that. And, and perhaps, again, we'll take the issue yeah, the stock fails. Uh, how can we get the best out of them? Because I believe that's one of the good things that our people have started to do, buying in bulks and saving in bulks and all that. But then, Muruti, refer contact details to how? For those who would say, ah, eh, Muruti, uh, we are there, but we're not the first ones who invite. Uh, Muruti, I am available. My cell number, let me give my cell number. My cell number is 083 5807 Yes, sir. Hi, Papa. Toy. I will If you need prayer, please send your request to prayer at radiopulpit.co.za or WhatsApp 067 
0429-429-7564 or go to Radio Pulpit website on www.radiopulpit.co.za Reach your customers in the car, at the office, at home or wherever they are, night or day. Through advertising with Radio Pulpit, you can reach a large, unique and loyal audience in a most affordable way. With over 500,000 people on our various platforms, from Gauteng to the Cape, you simply cannot go wrong. So advertise today. Contact us on 012-334-1339. Or for advertising packages that we offer, go to www.radiopulpit.co.za. Terms and conditions apply. You and 657 AM and Life, a winning team on the road to eternity.